Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Three and two. Struck him out, and that will do it. So Seattle wins the opener nine to three, Steve. Well, hopefully better luck tomorrow. Get your rest. It's a quick turnaround, and we will see you then. Let's go home. Welcome in, welcome back. Thank you to NBC Sports Chicago, Jason Minetti, Steve Stone. See you later. Reopening dud. Uh, packed house, a loud house, a lot of fans, and nothing. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday suckage, and nothing says suckage like... You guys still there, Mark? Trash Panda, you guys still there? I got Nothing says suckage like a tornado warning downtown. Where you guys are. You know, I usually take pride in the fact or like the fact that I live 35 floors up in downtown Chicago, but today <laughs> is a horrible day to live 35 floors up in downtown Chicago. So I don't know. I've got one foot out the door to go downstairs and then the other foot is talking on the radio with you. So Steve, if I, if, if I run for cover, You'll understand. Yeah, me too. If you call for a break and it doesn't go to break, just keep talking. I'll get to it eventually. Sure. We'd, I'd be happy to do that. I'll be, do, you know, what more occurred? There'll just be a lot of silence as I, as I queue up each of those tracks. And we Remember, during there. tornado warnings, wear your mask, too. During tornado warnings. It's the only time still that we have to wear a mask. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Grody. Um, all right. The White Sox have a lineup. It includes Jose Abreu, much to everyone's surprise. We're going to go to the Scores Hotline. It's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome in, Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune. So, Lamont, you're you're writing today about Abreu and Tony La Russa calling, calling the difference between hurt and sore, and yet even though Jose Abreu is probably sore and achy, and they wanted to talk to him about getting some time off. They still three three months to go, and the most important month comes after that. The White Sox lineup has a cleanup hitter named Jose Abreu playing first base. So, what do you make of all this, Lamont Pope? Oh, I, I make that uh, you know they, they went to Jose and he said I'm good to go, and they, they said all right, well then you're back in the lineup. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, it's, doctor. It's just, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it really when uh, when Tony was saying that last night, you know, I almost was, you know, and as as I was writing, I was like, well, we'll we'll see about that. We'll wait and see. I mean, you know, here's someone that just doesn't take days off, even though you know he's he's been slumping, um, and, and maybe a day off would would do him well. 
Um, but you know, right? You know, he wants to be in the lineup, and the Sox. I mean, honestly, the way the you know they haven't been hitting as a, as a team as a whole. So, uh, so it's it's you know. What, what are your options? Yeah, and, and right now, they believe that the best option is to continue to have Jose Abreu in the lineup. I, you know, aches and pains and all. Yeah, it, I would say that the option would be Tony Larusa saying you have to take a day off. Just give it a give it a breather. Let it because because of course, Lamont, of course, he's going to say no. I don't want to sit out. I want to play. It, that is the Jose Abreu way since he came to the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's true. And you know, I mean, well, the, the way that the weather's going to be shaping out, they, you know, they might end up might end up getting a day that's off true. anyway. So, so I mean, you know, I, we'll see what we'll see how that all pans on out. But I, I mean, I think it would be best to to, to get a breather here 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 for for Jose. You know, get a couple of days kind of clear things on out. I mean, there's, there's a number of reasons behind the. Uh, behind the recent struggles, you know, beyond the beyond the you know, the soreness, you know, obviously just the he, he really doesn't have a lot of protection right now. Um, you know, obviously, your uh, um, Mercedes has cooled off. Um, they've tried other guys hitting behind him, and then and when guys behind him aren't producing, you know, there's a little more pressure to kind of produce himself. He's swinging on pitches outside of the zone, and and it's leading to what's, what's what we've been seeing over these last couple of weeks. Our guest is Lamont Pope. He covers the White Sox for the Chicago Tribune. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, talking White Sox here on the Score. The White Sox lineup starts with Tim Anderson, Goodwin in center, batting second, Moncada third, batting third, Abreu, Grandal batting fifth, Lamb in left, Mercedes at DH, Garcia at second, Gonzalez in right, and Lance Lynn is starting. And you just go every time... This, this is the team that was picked as like, wow, they could be a World Series favorite. They could be a team that can go to the World Series. And I don't even know all the names in the lineup. And yet, despite losing six or seven, they're still two games up in the division. If you're not getting run down while you're sucking, that's an excellent sign. That's, that's a, a chance to recoup. I just don't know. Do you have an idea? Or are you looking for certain things? How low can this go? How long can it go? Before the either management has to make a move, or or somebody gets set down, or 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 somebody brings them out of it, like you thought Grandall would when he had those games in Pittsburgh. Is there a sign you could point to, Lamont? I mean, that's that's a great question. I mean, I remember right after uh, Luis went down, I wrote a story uh, saying that they're going to you know, have to rely on the starting pitching, which has been so good and which has been really the strength of the team, uh, even more so because obviously, as, as you're saying, you know, during spring training, everyone thought that the offense would be the, the, the area that would carry the way. Um, and then, then the next night, they go out and they score nine runs against the Reds. And I'm like, well, don't ever listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, but, but the problem is, you know, you can't rely on, on you know, you know, it mentioned like, someone like Goodwin getting five RBIs in his first uh, game with with White Sox. You can't rely on anybody getting five RBIs a game, uh, you know, let alone in, in that sort of situation. You know, obviously, like someone like Billy Hamilton, when, when he was healthy, he had back-to-back games with home runs for the first time since 2014. He, again, you know, there, there's going to be a time when what we're seeing right now is, is a situation where, you know, the, the way that the lineup is produced, the way that the lineup is set up, you know, you're going to go through some struggles when, you, when you're missing those big names, when you're missing an Eli, when you're missing a Luis, when you're missing a Nick Madrigal. Eventually, that's going to kind of catch up, catch up to a team. And we're seeing a little bit of that right now with the way the team is struggling offensively. So, yeah, that, that, that brings up the question. It's like, well, how long 
can you make that decision? How long is it? What's what's the uh, the difference between is is making a move right now? Is that going to be a panic move, or or is the situation where uh, the team that you're trying to make a trade with is going to be able to take a little too much because you're you know because you're in sort of a desperate mode, or is it a situation also where it's like, well, how long can you wait uh, before things kind of get bad and and you and you kind of get you know behind the Indians or something? But the, the way that this division is shaping up. Other than Cleveland, right now there's not a, you know, it's not another team to kind of uh, worry about, and so you know the, the it's a little bit of a situation where it's like how how soon is too soon? How long can you wait? And and that's sort of the juggling act that the that the front office is dealing with right now. Yeah, the Sox right now two games up on Cleveland, and they're going to see Minnesota after this Seattle series, and maybe maybe just stomp them out for good. Steve brought up. The the name Yasmani Grandal and some of the damage that he did in Pittsburgh. He hits a home run last night, and Grandal, man, this guy does not get cheated on his home runs. It feels like every one that he hits is a, is a no doubter. But how would you describe the season that Yasmani Grandal has had this year? Unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they knew that. Uh, and everyone knew it when they when they uh, when they signed him that you know he's he's, he's a guy that gets on base, and so. Um, and he's, he's continued to take his walks at a at a very very high rate, um, you know. So so he's been getting on, um, you know. And but you know, obviously a little bit of the, the situation starting with spring training with the right knee inflammation that got him a little bit behind. Well, it got him a lot of it behind, you know. And so they they were kind of slow in uh, in April. You know, he would play a couple of days and then would rest a couple of days, and, and it was, so he didn't really kind of get in the rhythm from that standpoint and playing day in and day out. And so now you're seeing. Uh, you know, a healthy uh, Yasmani Grandal, a little more, you know, a little more aggressive from from taking. You, know, you mentioned the other the other night uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, came came off the bench with the uh, pitch hit three run home run. And he said in that situation, he knew that you know he he came to bat thinking, swing, swing. I'm gonna, I have to, you know, I'm I'm in this situation kind of um, to produce runs. And so so he, you know, he's, he, you know, he's someone who's very cerebral, really thinks out the game. And and he knew in that situation, you know, be aggressive and and make the most of it. You know, first pitch, home run. Uh, so so, but but he but he's someone who's also going to be in a situation where it's like if the pitch is going to be off the plate and I can you know I can help try to help the team from taking a walk, I'm going to do that. And so it's, it's trying to f- figure out again that, that sort of balance, when to kind of expand your zone a little bit to kind of drive in a run, or when to just when to hold off on a pitch and just keep the line moving from that standpoint. So yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a slash line that. <laughs> I haven't seen in, in quite some time. And so, yeah, it's a very, been a very unique season for, for me as Monty Grandal. Our guest is Lamont Pope. He covers the White Sox for the Tribune. Right here, we're talking White Sox baseball on the score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. So maybe the best news was not just the stadium open, but Michael Kopech threw. Michael Kopech threw. He's going to throw again, um, presuming there's nothing reportable, no problem today i guess today and tomorrow are important because he's scheduled monday so summarize the situ the copec situation as um as we approach monday yeah i mean as you said i mean it 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 seems like he's been progressing but but it's sort of been that sort of progress report uh throughout the last month almost it seems like every single time we we ask about michael it's like yeah he's making steps he's everything's going in the right direction Uh, obviously uh yesterday was was a big step and, and having him throw a simulated game, uh, he did some fielding uh, through the first a few times as well for some pickoff moves, and so 
also, you know, again, uh, uh, Tony said afterwards that his arm looked, his arm was lively, um, and and that everything you know, was progressing in the right direction. And it's it's he has been such a big impact. Obviously, the bullpen was another area in which uh, everyone thought uh, as the season began that was going to be one of the strengths of the ball club. And as a whole, uh, that unit hasn't lived up to those expectations quite yet. Obviously, Liam Hendricks has been lights out at the at the back end, uh, but but getting the, the bridge to him has not been as as you know, the guys as a whole have not been as sharp as as everyone sort of anticipated. But one of the guys that has been reliable from that standpoint has been Michael Kopech, uh, you know, making that transition because obviously his long term um, expectation is going to be a starter. He's been very solid as a spot starter in the, in the three times that he's done that this season, but he's he's been really reliable, one of the most reliable arms out of the bullpen as well. And and you've seen just you know what not having him for this past month has done as well. It's it added some more pressure. It's, it, you know, they've had to go to some other guys that that might not have been put in those high leverage situations, and sometimes they've worked and sometimes they haven't worked. And so getting him back, you know, I mean that's that's another crucial piece for this team moving forward as well. Yeah, I mean, Jose Ruiz giving up a, a two-run homer to Fraley in the sixth last night. They made it 5-1, and then Zach Birdie struggling late with the, the second Luis Torrens home run late in the game. Here, here's the one thing I think, though, that and I've seen some encouraging signs from Aaron Bummer and Cody Hoyer recently for those late high-leverage spots. I still think that those those two guys in particular can get it back on that they can they can like it's not a lost cause that those two guys could get to where we thought they could be at the beginning of this season do you think that they could get back to that or it is just kind of what they are for this year no i I totally agree with you i mean you know they they both have uh, great stuff, and you've seen and you've seen flashes from from both from that from that standpoint. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I totally believe that both uh, both Aaron and and Cody can be those guys that they that they have been. Well, Cody last year as a rookie, and then Aaron the last couple of years as well um, can can be that on that consistent basis. Um, but you're, you're you know you're in a situation where you know, presuming uh, Mike comes on back, you, you, you might be in a situation where you still might need another right-handed arm uh, come come trade deadline to kind of out of the bullpen to kind of help you on out from that standpoint. And so, yeah, I, mean, you know, I, I think that, that both those guys, uh, Aaron and, and Cody, can be on a consistent basis what they have been in the past. Um, but I still think that they might need another another one more piece from that for that bullpen to kind of help on out. You know, particularly when you get down into September and, and for the team, you know, they're hoping October as well. All right, Lamont, get inside, stay away from windows, and get as low as you can right now. I'm just reporting your with the National on. Weather Service. Yeah, put, your, put your Mark Rohde autograph mask on. Thanks for joining us, Lamont. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Stay safe. Lamont you, Pope, the Chicago Tribune, Tiger White Sox. The National Weather Service sent out a picture, rotation area, captured in this view as it goes to the north side of the loop out over Lake Michigan, and there's still some rotating cells behind this, so you guys aren't safe yet. So get inside, stay away from windows, and get as low as you can. So, Mark, you're near windows, and you're 35 stories up. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually looking over the lake right now. There are three boats which appear to be trying to figure out what their next step is going to be. As it was, it had been like... Yeah. It had been like literally raining sideways, and it, that has dissipated. It's just a little bit like it's there's a light rain falling right now. It's starting to lighten up a little bit, but I guess the 
the, like some of the worst of it is right near our downtown studios in Chicago where Studs is because they were from some of the coverage that I was kind of watching out of my peripheral. It was right over like some of the worst of it was hanging right over Millennium Park. So if you are there, the bean cannot protect you from a tornado. <laughs> there, <laughs> and so there was is surrounded by windows. There was stories. Oh, up. yeah. Uh, nine stairways up, actually. Not quite well, as bad. Ten counting what was below it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Nine true. Nine floors. True. There was actually yeah the thing that uh, Grody was talking about. Like I was looking out. If you look like straight out north from the window that I'm at, and yep. you can see NBC Tower from there, and then like on the other side of NBC Tower, you could see like a lowering of the clouds. Like I don't know if it was quite funnel cloud esque, but it was concerning. <laughs> I was like, oh okay. Yeah. That's that well, and it was moving really quickly, so it got out over the lake really fast. It's like I wasn't that concerned, but it was it was quite a sight. It was like, oh, okay, that's that's a thing. All right, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking on Lakeshore Drive too, and it's like it's I'm just looking at all the car, like it's just everybody's going about their business on Lakeshore Drive right now. And if there is to be a tornado, there's going to be some trouble. All right, well, just in case this thing doubles back, let's do let's take a break and come back with what Mark heard. And we'll just do a, however long until a tornado picks up Mark and drops him in the land of Oz and makes him <laughs> run away from the <laughs> I Wicked like Witch. That. Yeah, see if Mark's Mark's downtown high rise lands on the Wicked Witch of the East and, and then he's And your little dog to, too. Yeah, that's right. And summoning the flying monkeys. Wait a minute, right. where's my Dave? Dave the cat, where are you? Dave? He, Dave oh, Dave's Dave in the closet. Be better, he knows. But Dave should oh, be the better cast, than the, the National cast in the closet? Service. Yeah. Where, he the cat is in the closet. closet. That's yeah. Good boy. He is. He is like hiding in one of my little shoe cubbies in my closet. Like, see, animals know stuff, man. They know stuff. Well, that was always but, my sign growing up, is if my dog got worried, that's when yes. I got worried. Yeah. Now, you don't know whether, Mark, you don't know whether Dave's doing that because of our show. Or because of the well, weather. yeah, but I will say he usually does go in other rooms when I'm talking on the radio, but he doesn't usually go as deeply into the the shoe closet as he is right now. So there's something there. There's something going so, on with this cat. So, so he knows to follow the National Weather Service advice: get inside, stay away from windows, and get as low as you possibly can. Maybe nothing... he heard. Maybe he heard the same deafening tone that blasted through <laughs> my eardrums. That's right. When we were talking on the radio. That's why you uh, got to have your phone well, on silent, man. That's right. Uh, well, we will. We will assure you, there's not. You can't get any lower than Saturday suckage, so you're safe from the weather here. We're gonna take <laughs> a break and come back with what Mark heard. Saturday suckage, we suck so you don't have to, despite giving the, we the weather giving us a run for our money. In Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. so you don't have to and this is what mark heard but this note as a 260 texter alerts us terry boris taught me to always put a book atop my head during a tornado warning event so mark <laughs> wants you to mark wants you to put a mask on yes and terry boris wants you to put a book on his head so you guys are still there mark trash panda you guys still there yeah we're good yeah well, i'm we've good been doing is, some yeah, uh, good. we've been doing some uh stop drop and roll exercises in downtown so we're we're fine we're fine okay. it's certainly um, not what you want to do in a tornado that's for a fire oh. folks that's oh. for a fire <laughs> that's a fire okay that's tornado, to your tornado, you want to you want to seek shelter preferably in an area without windows basements like so, hallway yeah, it's it's lightening up a little bit. I will say that again. I'm I'm downtown in the Streeterville, and it the the clouds are moving rapidly. I don't know if they're leaving the area or what the deal is, but the rain seems to have at least dissipated greatly. Um, as a matter of fact, because it had been raining sideways, and so uh, still lots of cars on Lakeshore Drive right now, and uh, hopefully clearing. There are now two boats. There were. 15 boats about 10 minutes ago. There are two survivors right now 
on on Lake Dope. Michigan that are are braving. Well, was it weren't there three earlier? What happened to the yeah, other yeah, three? Oh yeah, he there must was... have made his way. Out. He or she must have made their way out. These other two boats seem to be like uh, screw it. You know. Well, hey, like we're already just... out here, right? Going down with the ship, as they say. Right. They're just oh, looking up I will, the knots and whatnot. I will say a legitimate update from the National Weather Service. There is only one warning left in the Chicago metro area, central Chicago metro area, and that's a flash flood warning. So I think we're in the clear for at least downtown Chicago. I think we're good for right By now. By the way, flash flooding sucks. Yes, it it's does. It's like one of those things that always sounds like, okay, it's just flash flood. But then you, if you walk a lot in the in the city like I do, the, then you're just dodging puddles your whole life. That That's what's going on. Do you guys see the ridiculous flooding in Bloomington yesterday? Grody, I don't know if you no. saw that. Yeah, they got really bad flooding. They got like six really? inches in three hours. Wow. You're talking about well, Bloomington Normal as a Yeah, Bloomington Normal. Yeah, Bloomington Normal. Gotcha. And you're probably going to see it by the time this is done. You're probably going to see it on the on the Eden. So we will see what the what WGN has for us, their weather update. So read it again. National Weather Service telling us what. Re- it's a flash flood warning. Flash flood warning for Chicago metro area. So downtown area. Everywhere. Yeah. Until that's that's they posted that at 12:25. Flash okay. flood warning. Well, it is 1229 right Traffic now. Traffic and weather together right here on <laughs> WSCR. Yes, right. we will keep you informed and entertained. How about the essence of that, right? Like, yes, right. BBM we... can only keep you informed. They can't entertain you like we no, can. No, they're not allowed to. They, they they're not are, allowed to. That's right. They all get fired. So, All right, so we were starting this with what Mark heard. All right. So this edition will feature the Bears, the Cubs, and the White Sox. But naturally, let's start with Adam Stadzinski, the Trash Panda, um, <laughs> also known, uh, yeah, also known as Studs at the radio station. He was on. Were you producing for the afternoon show? Were you filling in that? Yeah, day I was for... filling in for Tanny on Tuesday. Okay, you were filling in for Tanny on Tuesday. I had happened to be listening at that time, like I do, and. Trash Panda was a very prominent part of one of the segments that they were doing, and it is right in the wheelhouse about which we speak, the Studzinski family. Let's roll it, Adam. I was going to ask Shane if you ever killed the goose and ate it the same day. No, like oh, Dwight? Like that. Dwight in that Christmas episode, he run, runs over the goose? Have, and you, done, have you done that, Adam? Yeah. Well, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I had friends that hunted geese, so I went out with them one day. Uh-huh. We got one. We field-dressed it right there. We took it to my friend's dad down the road. He cooked, wow. cooked it up for us. You're more manly than all of us all of a sudden. My God. Wow, did Shane just get out man? I think he did. I think Shane is a soft. I, well, I, like, I was, aspect, like, let me be clear here. Yeah. I didn't shoot the geese. I was just there. But you, you said okay. field-dressing it like you know exactly how so that goes thing. down. Yeah, so that was, I actually remembered after we talked about that, that mm-hmm. I actually have a YouTube video of that exact event, and I got to look it up now, because I think that, I think that the music got flagged on it, because I used, like, a band, like, I used some Coheed and Camry music, so I think that the music got flagged, and so there's no sound to it anymore, but I did make a video of, like, that, that whole event happening. Steve, have you ever heard of field dressing? Yes, I know what field okay. field dressing is. I have never done it. Would never do that. I, no. The closest I get to honey used to be buffets. That was it. And the closest I get to roughing it is staying at a courtyard by Marriott. But I'm aware of what these <laughs> these Jurassic Park these caves. Oh, the audio do. works. Oh man, this is great. This video has 146 views on YouTube. 
So you have a video on <laughs> YouTube of you doing this. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll what, post hey, it later. hey, Adam, describe what what is because I, I I'd take a shot at it, but it probably won't come out right. What is field dressing? So that's uh, the easiest way to describe it is basically when you so after you you shoot an animal that you've hunted, so deer, geese, whatever, you have to kind of strip it down and get some of the 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 guts out of it <laughs> and, gotcha. and no, essentially right. yeah, yeah essentially yeah. like get it ready for like to for butchering right yeah so it's much more much bigger process with a deer because there's a lot more going on but for the goose we really you strip the feathers off and I, I won't go into the whole thing but yeah we we did it right, like right Mark there wants you to go over the whole thing that's well, I don't remember you. it entirely like you know this was how long ago and I I haven't ever like I'd only ever like watch someone field dress. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily be able to do it myself. I mean, I could do like I could cut up a fish if you asked me to. Maybe it's been a long time, but it's it's just the, the, the beginning process of getting the animal ready to like harvest the meat. All right. Did, so do did you, you say do there's gut, more? Do you gut the gut the goose as well as defeather it? So you pull the fo- pin feathers, all the feathers, and do you gut it, let it bleed out, so that makes it ready for for cooking, baking, putting on a spit, or however you're gonna <laughs> putting on a spit. Cut this, yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah, you, you strip, right you strip the feathers. And I gotta remember now. I mean, you strip the feathers because, like I said, my friend did it. So uh, you strip the feathers, and then yeah, you cut it open, get some of the nastiness out of there. And start getting to the meat that you actually want. It was it was really good, by the way. My friend's dad cooked it up for us. It was awesome. How do you cook it? I think he just grilled it. He had some uh, he had some spices that he used, and then he just grilled it. What's the proper fresh spice for goose? I can't remember what he used. <laughs> okay, it's been, been I, a long time. I like, my, I like my goose with cumin and a little bit of saffron. I have no idea. So okay. there's more if you guys want to hear the, the right. other story. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear the conclusion, yes. I got another one. I don't know if this is going to come off as just manly or maybe somewhat weird, but it's can get remember considering where brand. I grew up. So, <laughs> once there was my buddy hit a deer once, the deer died, and my other friend, we went to help my we went to help my buddy out and make sure he was okay cuz he had just left us. Hmm. My other friend who was a hunter, he's like, "I can use this deer as coyote bait." So I said, okay, coyote. let's throw the carcass coyote? in my trunk. Coyote? coyote? That's how you know you're from the sticks. Yes. They say coyote. Yes. coyote. Yeah, it's coyote. What is happening? <laughs> so we took the deer. I think I'm the first Jew Adam we, ever saw. <laughs> we took the- <laughs> you are very exotic. <laughs> to chew in the wild. Oh, my God. I had no idea. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What's coyote? a Jew? Yeah. yeah, so we took, the, we, took the, we took the deer carcass, and we threw it in my trunk and <laughs> drove it over to my other buddy's house and left it there for him. All right, so raise your hand if you've ever had a deer carcass in your trunk. Adam is the only one. Oh, really? Oh, Shane? Shane? Of course. Yeah, pickup trucks back in the day. Sure. <laughs> okay. These guys are locked in in a man-off. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That I... I had actually forgotten about that event until that afternoon in the moment. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We had a deer carcass in my trunk for a solid hour. Weren't you supposed to tie them to the front of the car <laughs> continuing to bleed out? We didn't isn't have that, any. Isn't that the manly show? Well, we, that... didn't, we didn't have any straps on us. So we didn't have any way to tie it down. Okay, so you you put it on the roof and you each hold one pair <laughs> of legs. It was much easier. Driving. It was much easier to just put it in our, put it in my trunk. Trust me, okay. that was the All easiest right, well, the easiest thing to do. 
Congratulations. We only got a little bit of deer blood in my Johnson. trunk, too. I was pretty yeah. proud of us. All right. I like the top texter. Carving varmints with studs on next week's show. That's what it is. It's varmints. It's right. not really hunting. <laughs> it's just dealing with varmints. Oh, yeah, right, man. Let's, let's reiterate, started today's White Sox game delayed due to heavy rain and other weather phenomenon, perhaps, until 2.30. They will provide updates, the White Sox say, and additional information this afternoon. Seek cover. We should seek a break and then come back with the, the part of the what Mark heard that doesn't involve gutting woodland creatures. Can we do it that way, boys? Fair enough. I've got, like I said, bears, cubs, and socks neck. Next, we'll get serious about the right. segment. Well, this was serious. This was serious as That's death. True. Because, That's because true. Because you had varmints, woodland creatures dying for Stugs' amusement. So we'll we'll move along with that, and we'll talk sports teams in local laundry. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Twelve minutes ago, the National Weather Service issued a map of a detailed map of weather issues and from Joliet north to Aurora and then moving west through Chicago out into 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 the lake and from Chicago north to about um, I would guess the Lake and Lake Cook Road, the Lake County, Cook County border so that that rectangle there is a tornado is a flash flood warning that whole area and there's a tornado watch in and around that so just so you know that's the update and now welcome back to what mark heard mark heard alarms go off and there was no tornado so we're doing what mark heard and he's sharing with us what he heard this week Yep, rain in, in buckets, by the way, downtown at this point. I'm sure it is in the suburbs and other parts of the city as well. But anyway, we had a radiothon here on the score, Steve, as I'm sure you know, the What About Chicago radiothon starring Danny Parkins and, he was, and he was uh, great. Sam Acho. Wonderful cause. Danny did a terrific job. What a mensch. What a great... What a great approach, what enthusiasm, the way he held up, you know, beginning, middle, and all of it was terrific. And I know you were there, you were there, you were being Scottie Pippen to his Michael Jordan, weren't you? Only you weren't, you weren't sitting on the bench throwing a fit. <laughs> and I'm okay with being Robin to Batman, unlike Scottie <laughs> Pippen, who poo-pooed yeah. that notion as well, yeah. that he hated being, which is interesting. And we can talk more about that later as well. But, um, yeah, Dan- Danny Parkins was unbelievable, unbelievable, and his, you know, and he is genuine about it. But one of the benefits of having done the Radiothon is sometimes you get some big-name people that will come on. And the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell, came on the score, and he was discussing the Bears putting a bid in on Arlington Heights and potentially moving someday down the road and leaving Soldier Field. And let's hear what Goodell had to say about all that. This is a really early stage um, to develop a potentially an alternative, but I think a lot has to be done here. I know their commitment uh, to the Chicago area is is um, 110%, and that's the most important thing for me. Um, 
But I, I listen, we have uh, a long lease at Soldier Field. It's a great place. But uh, we're all looking to the long term and trying to look at alternatives, and that's what the Bears are doing. But uh, I think for fans right now, I wouldn't be focused on that. I, there's there's a lot that has to go into this. For right now, let's enjoy the 21 season and uh, a lot of excitement for the Bears. Justin Fields, we're very excited, Roger. <laughs> Roger. I hear it's called Soldier Fields. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what they're trying to make it. Yeah, Soldier yeah. Fields, exactly. He's got the jokes down for sure, and he said two things that tell me, Steve, that this is this is very serious. The the move to Arlington Heights. I, that he said that the Bears are committed to the Chicago area, and he called Soldier Field a great place. But dot dot dot, and goes on to you know discuss the and then quickly got it back to. But let's just worry about this here. So I don't know. What do you think, Steve? You haven't had a chance to weigh in on all this yet. I I my first thought is still stands that it's just political leverage, negotiating leverage crap. That that's what they're hoping to do because none of this is really costing the Bears any money. They don't really have any money. They're not. They're the, the money's all tied up in the team, but as long as they own the team, they can't get to the money. And as soon as Virginia passes away, it'll have to be sold because the estate tax will be ridiculously high. They don't have the money to pay for it. And so you don't just take on partners. You're just signing over ownership. I don't, I don't know what their plans are. I don't know what the cost of getting out of the next, what, 10, 12 years, whatever their lease extends into the 30s. Uh, at Soldier Field, I just think it's negotiating, and the the Bears have never really been good at it. They've just need, and neither has the city, because it was you had Richie Daly and Michael McCaskey, and it was the a whole bunch of juniors doing you know falling down on their face and looking silly, and that's how you ended up with which is a horrible looking stadium, and the smallest in the NFL. And that's where you end up. So I just think Roger Goodell says what he needs to say to help the team, to help one of his bosses. Remember, the McCaskies are one of his bosses. So that's what he's supposed to say. And that's what he said to sort of rattle a saber. And we will talk more about this coming up at 1 o'clock with with a mayor. With with a mayor in the area. That's right. Mayor presuming Palatine, a presuming a tornado doesn't pick up Palatine and move it into the <laughs> upper peninsula of Michigan. Yeah. Let's just hope Jim made it to his basement. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a good mayoral bunker, don't you think? That's protect <laughs> Jim Schwartz. Good mayoral. We must we'll protect Schwartz. Does he have a mayoral yes. bunker? All right. Yes, he played for the protect all former Bears, Bears. and mayors, and that includes Jim <laughs> Schwartz. Right. Let's move on to the to the White Sox. And <laughs> I uh, filled in yesterday for Matt Spiegel on the afternoon show with Danny Parkins, and we had Steve Stone on, and we were getting into it a little bit with him um, about what the White Sox could be thinking ahead of the trade deadline. We got into starting pitching, bullpen, all sorts of stuff with Stone. Here is Steve Stone. With Eloy coming back and Luis coming back, uh, we should add a whole lot of offense to this team. However, uh, the needs are in no special order, and it, it's not difficult to figure out what the needs are. You probably could use a run-producing right fielder. 
you would prefer you hit left-handed, but at this point it really doesn't matter. You could probably use a run-producing second baseman. Again, you would like him to hit left-handed, but once again it doesn't really matter. Uh, you could use an arm or two in a bullpen, certainly, preferably from the right side. So you have a lot of needs. Uh, Starting pitching right now is not near as important a need looking ahead to next year as it is winning this year. So I'm not one to say, well, you had a starting pitcher because of what's going to happen in 2022. uh, Because, look, Kopech is going to come back. He's going to be one of your insurance guys against somebody getting hurt in that rotation. It's almost inconceivable that you can go the whole year coming off a 60-game season where everybody stays healthy in that rotation. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I'm not sure it's going to happen here. But you do have some insurance there. You just don't have a lot of insurance in that outfield. You don't have a lot of insurance at second base. And so you have some other needs. There's not a lot of insurance in that bullpen. So, you want to make sure that you get there, and if you do, let's assume that these guys will be used very well this second half of the year. We're almost at the halfway point. Uh, let's let's say that they monitor their innings and they're all strong going in. I think you're okay in a starting rotation because you need a big three in that rotation. We certainly have a big three. Even if two guys wear down some, there's still a big three there in, in, in some of the guys who are going to be healthy at that point. I'm looking for other things to fill a gap. And also, when you talk about going out and getting somebody, I mean, you're talking about getting a starter who can really help you consequentially in the playoffs. You're talking about a number two starter. Do you have any idea the cost of a number two starter at the trade deadline? They're going to start with Kopech and go from there. So that's unrealistic. The same thing holds true if you look at Cattell Marte. I mean, that's a guy who has a lot of value to a lot of different teams from the Diamondbacks, but the first name is Kopech. I don't think you want to move him right now. But again, I don't know what's on the mind of Kenny and Rick, but I do know one thing. They're looking everywhere. They're searching high and low to make this team better. And it's not just one addition. It's going to be multiple additions, I believe. It's all very interesting what Steve said. Like It's it's odd that we've gotten to a point with the White Sox where they're 44-31, and two games up on Cleveland. And we all know what's happened to the Sox, but it is it is weird to think that they could use a little bit of everything still. You know what I mean? Despite being where they are. Well, but it, the the arc the the target is higher than like the Cubs. If you're looking at the Cubs, the Cubs just want to hey, you know, they want to hold the re- <clears throat> they want to Reverend Watkins this thing. The Cubs don't have to get better. Everybody else just has to get worse. <laughs> get One of a the more famous score cuts. The White Sox are actually trying to win a championship the way the Cubs used to. And so all the points Steve makes are are important. The one point that wasn't made, I think, is this. The worst time to make a trade or try to make a trade is when everyone knows you're trying to make a trade, is when you look desperate. It It would be great for Rick Hahn. Now you know what the weaknesses are. One of the surprises was the bullpen. Maybe you're not as sure about that. But then you look around and you go, Andrew Vaughn, better than we thought. And you, Leury Garcia is, is, is you're, you're looking at certain, <clears throat> a certain reliability that may surprise you. And you're, you're, the core of your team, I mean, starting with Abreu, is not, they're sucking. And you're still two games up. So you're not totally desperate. And you have time. It would be, it would be better for Rick Hahn if the White Sox started winning. He wouldn't look as desperate if they were getting some production from places that were that the injuries had happened. And then you're going to get, well, hopefully 
whatever out number of outfielders you're going to get back, any of your top five would be really nice. And then Rick Hahn could make moves from a position of strength. The worst time to make a deal in or try to make a deal in any sport is when people know you're desperate. That's when they start with Kopech and they want to give you Nephi Perez. That kind of stuff. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, just just get back Kopech, and he threw the the simulated game. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's on the come because it it changes everything. And unfortunately, while Aaron Bummer and Cody Hoyer are still extremely valuable, and I think they could be salvaged this season, it, there has been a lot of inconsistency with them. Matt Foster is a lost cause for this season. He just is. Like he, he maybe he gets back to being good again next year. But um, that is certainly suspect at at this point um, with him. So so we shall see. Yes, bullpen is a little bit infuriating just because they were supposed to be like the best bullpen um, this year. All right, last yeah. cut, last cut because we are definitely running out of time here. This one is this kind of random, but I, it was a. Boog Shambi, the Cubs television play-by-play guy, Marquis, gave a masterful description of what Zach Davies is and isn't. Take a listen. He's confounding, right? J.D. said it. What's his strongest attribute is stubbornness. So he's just trying to not hit the barrel, but he's not going to nibble and then eventually give in. But so when you see a fastball that's third to fourth lowest in the majors, you think, ah, okay, so he throws a ton of strikes, right? No. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so if you're a soft tosser and you don't throw a ton of strikes, well, then, you know, you're going to keep the ball on the ground a ton? Not really. <laughs> and then it's like, well, okay, so he's probably going to give up some home runs because the velocity isn't there and just he pitches around the big homers. Nah, he doesn't give up homers. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, what is he? Just, yeah, it's just, it's hard. He's like, it's, it's like trying to carry like broken eggs, trying to figure out what, you know, trying to classify him is right. really challenging. He's just sort of out getter um, and night in and night. I, I think, you know, even last night early on with the walks, because he doesn't give in, you're not really in tune with, wow, he's really dealing until all of a sudden you're like, he, he hasn't given up a hit, has he? <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like, like there is no definition when it comes right. to. And it's, and it's confounding, and, and that's fine. He has pitched really well in the last two months. In April, I thought it was this was the biggest joke ever. His ERA was 9.47. So in the last 11 starts, in, in May and June, including through the, the start of that no-hitter, his ERA is 2.69. His WAR zoomed up to 0.4, which is a huge improvement for a guy who was minus before. Of course, you Darvish's WAR is 2.3. But anyways, that's that's it. All you just need the guy. Can he eat innings? Can he get outs? Can he give your core a chance to hit home runs? And yeah, right? you don't need that's, you Darvish. You don't need Darvish. Yeah, just you don't need Darvish too. Yeah. So that's what Mark heard. Uh, we're going to hear from the mayor of one of the uh, a neighboring community of where the Bulls, the Bears, talk about maybe relocating. I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of empty talk. But we'll see what a, a mayor of uh, mayor thinks about having a football team in his backyard. A mayor who used to play football. 
I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.